I think it's just surfing where we're actually providing an innovative form of healthcare that addresses the physical and mental health as well as the emotional well-being of a child. And that's the story that we need to keep pushing here. Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place, and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast, and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Chris Anteo of Gnome Surf, a nonprofit organization that helps children and adults through surf therapy. And surfing isn't anything I've ever really uh, pictured in the South Coast. I mean, I know a few people that that do it, uh, that partake in the sport, uh, but certainly had never thought of it as a therapeutic uh, method for uh, children and adults. And what Chris has built and is still continuing to build is an amazing effort. It's a nationally recognized uh, program, if not global at this point. Um, there are some very interesting key takeaways that uh, that he's uncovering uh, through this program. And he doesn't look at it like you heard at the top of the episode. He doesn't look at it as just surf. This is something that is an innovative uh, healthcare initiative, and that's and that's pretty awesome. And and we talk about how he's done the branding and the salesmanship to push this organization as far as he has. But then we talk about the challenges of running a nonprofit specifically on the South Coast, getting that donor money, getting volunteers, getting grant money. And uh, if you're in the nonprofit space, this is a great discussion for you. And uh, maybe you can reach out to Chris to help him with Gnome Surf, and all that information is in the podcast. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play, wherever you listen to this podcast. Share it with friends and family. We really want to get uh, more listeners to the show to uncover these stories on the South Coast. All right, let's get into today's conversation with Chris. Uh, there's there's a real void um, in in the community for children, uh, neurodivergent children, to to fit into team sports, so to say. Um, and we've just, uh, kind of created a space where they can come be themselves, uh, be welcomed and fit in. And, uh, what we're finding out is that this is life altering for some families who've been looking to have their children included, um, in either a sporting activity, so on and so forth, where they've had some difficulties because of the challenges that they may or may not face. So, uh, creating Gnome Surf has given, uh, the families a real, place to call home. And that's exactly what we've created. It's, it's more of a family feel. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who now has, uh, three young boys, uh, you know, I, I mentored, uh, mastermind adventures, uh, in the E for all cohort when they first started on the South coast. And one of the things that I really liked about masterminds approach was that they're creating, uh, opportunity for entertainment or even, sport or challenge and education for, you know, kids that want or kids and parents that want alternatives to video games, you know, football, baseball. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I am excited as a dad to be able to, to, to see uh, these alternatives comes to light, especially on the South coast. But what, like, what was the thing that made you really want to do this? 
Um, growing up as a kid, you know, I, I struggled with ADHD myself. So fitting in and making friends sometimes would, was a little difficult. Um, and knowing that, that feeling and that pain, um, I wanted to give a place where kids can come and, and really start to build those friendships and, and come as they are, you know, and be accepted. That's, that's the most important part. So, um, started it in 2015, just, you know, a couple kids giving surf lessons and, Lo and behold, we became a nonprofit officially uh, December of 2018, uh, basically 2019, and, and things just uh, took off. I want to bridge that gap and, and explore uh, how you went from just this idea, a couple kids on a, on, a, uh, on a surfboard, all the way going to turning into a nonprofit four years later. But let's just take a look at your past experience, which what I would imagine is a, a, a cornerstone in how you've launched all this stuff. And that is sort of the banking industry and, and more specifically the sales industry, right? Because you've been sales first and foremost for a good portion of your professional career. I've grown up as a salesperson all of my life. So I understand the, the dots you have to connect. But talk to me about your, your past experience in sales and how it sort of has prepared you for this endeavor. Sales is all about telling a story and creating value uh, around your, your product. So say so that people would really want to engage and, and you know, purchase. So throughout my career, I've been in, in the financial industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and uh been up at the top of the game. It's really helped me hone in on my skills on how to, you know, tell this story and and be able to execute uh, the business, so to say, and and get this in front of of, of children. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, growing up in high school, I, I didn't play any sports. My family owned a, a car dealership, and that's where I worked. Uh, right after school every day, right? So uh, going into into college, all of my friends were on you know the UMass basketball team, and it's just like being surrounded uh, in an environment where you know you're just not fitting in the normal way. Where it's like, hey man, we're all playing football in high school, and then when you go to college, like all oh, your friends are basketball players, and you're like, ah, I don't do that. I just hang out at the parties, uh, you know, and you just kind of feel like you don't fit in. And sales and entrepreneurship, I guess in general, had had really allowed me to have this outlet to, you know, maybe express things I wanted to express growing up as like a teenager and even into my 20s and in, in college. And it allowed me to say, you know what, uh, I am confident in this direction, right? In business building and sales and stuff like that. Is, is that ring true to you as well? That sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I was also an athlete in, in high school, wrestled uh, in college as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, sales definitely lets you express yourself in your own version. I am not your typical uh, salesperson, so to say. I'm very laid back, I'm not too pushy, but I think uh, people appreciate that genuine approach in, in honesty and integrity, just being yourself. Yeah. Let's, so. Can we unwrap that, your sales mantra? Because I, I love talking about sales. And I, th I think so many people that I talk to, you know, they're very focused on building the widget right? Building the product, making the service, like that's cool. It's fun. It's creative. And you're like, everyone's going to want to buy this. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then you have to actually get it to market and get it in front of people. I think people have, uh, well, people have a, a, a specific uh, distaste towards sales uh, because of car sales. Not that my family was the big, high volume, huge brand in the in the space. It was just one dealership, uh, and we were family owned for like fifty years. So it was, it was very family oriented and laid back. But give me your approach and uh, how you differ from the typical salesperson. 
Um, I, I don't lead with the product. I, I kind of lead with myself. I want to be a, a trusted consultant to whoever I'm trying to get my product across to. So uh, being trusted is was my first approach rather than trying to push that product. So that's the way I've just approached sales throughout my whole life and, and staying true to who I am. Um, and yeah, it's worked for me. And, and I definitely, because you have to build your own brand as a person and uh, pe- people buy from you are going to want to trust in you. So yeah. humans are buying from humans still <laughs> until like the chat bots take over. And, then. and let's face it, uh, we're, we, I was selling uh, financial products. They're all the same. So it's uh, you basically need to really, truly differentiate yourself into a trusted consultant. And um, that's what I became. What do you think the common thread is between selling pharmaceuticals, selling financial products to doing what you're doing with Gnome Surf and selling the brand? Uh, geez. Yeah, that's a tough question right there. <laughs> um, the common thread... I, in, in myself, I would say was, is just staying true to who I am, uh, being myself, not deviating from that to, to make a sale. Um, you're not going to win every single sale. Uh, so that's a tough part in sales. And that, that's also a tough part for me because I'm extremely competitive and, and want to succeed. So to not make a sale, it's like, oh, I failed. But that's not true. Um, if, if you're doing a, a decent percentage, you're winning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge lesson that like so many people need to learn really fast. Like they need to realize that, uh, sales is a sport, right? Sometimes I guess you can go far extreme. Like some, there's some, and I'm sure you've seen this in pharmaceutical and in financial where some folks are super aggressive, right? They like, they are just cutthroat. They're just going to dominate and just sell as much. They don't care who gets in the way. Um, and then there's that more consultative approach in sales, which I like to say, and which I think you and I are very similar on, which is consultative approach where are you the right fit for this product or service? Let's start there before we just force stuff on you. But the young entrepreneur, the person who's just starting their business, that's one of the hardest things is they get their product or service in front of somebody yeah. and then that person doesn't buy it. And they're like, oh, what, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. What did I say? And, it, and Sales is a grind. I mean, you have to uh, constantly be consistent. So that can, that can wear on you. Um, but as long as you're doing the right things and, and you're saying the right things and you're trusted, then um, you should do well. So let's talk about this, this four-year or three or four-year sprint from the idea of Gnome Surf to turning it into a, ner- a nonprofit. Uh, what was that like? Like, why not a for-profit, a, a typical business, like a camp or like your, 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 maybe your typical brand where you say, hey, drop the kids off. It's 100 bucks a week. I don't know, whatever the numbers are. Like, you know, that typical approach versus this nonprofit approach. Uh, give us all the, the juicy details of why you went that route. I wanted it to make it as accessible as possible. I didn't want money to ever be an issue to creating access for these kids. So when when you create a nonprofit, you get some uh, in, in hopes that you would get some grants and, and people who will help sustain your business. Um, that is a struggle here on the South Coast, especially for an innovative nonprofit like us uh, surfing in New England. Uh, a lot of people don't get it. So it's had it. I've had to do a lot of storytelling and con- continuously telling the story of what surf therapy is. Uh, and we also are members of the International Surf Therapy Organization, which uh, you have to be a nonprofit to to be able to participate in that. And that's a collection of about 
uh, 30 programs worldwide. Uh, we're the only ones here in the Northeast, and uh, we all share best practices, so on and so forth. So it's kind of enabled us to create a network of uh, other human beings doing this amazing work and uh, kind of hone in on all our skills together. Idea behind this very podcast is to highlight people who who do business here on the South Coast and they don't take it to well, let's say California, right? <laughs> where where there's probably a, the domination of sport, of uh, surfing sport, right? Or Hawaii or maybe another part of the world. Uh, uh, you know, in in my space specifically, especially like software and, and web development. You know, students that come through programs around here, they're like. I just want to get to New York as fast as I can. I just want to get to Silicon Valley as fast as I can. I want to go to Austin, Texas as fast as I can. Like no one's thinking about staying around here. So I applaud you for, you know, keeping this idea here on the South Coast. But my big question is, does does Mother Nature play like play the odds against you in the in this yeah business? I, I mean mother nature plays uh the odds against all surf therapy programs i think because we're we're all pretty much seasonal even in california i mean they wrap up their season end of november we're wrap we wrapped up our season end of october you know what i mean so it's it's very seasonal for all of us but the beautiful part about being here in the south coast we also don't have 30 40 other programs yeah. uh competing against you so it gives us that really unique approach and uh, we're the trailblazers in the entire country in uh, surf therapy as a practice. So a lot of these other surf therapy programs are this one day event, they come on into your town and you surf with them and then you don't see them really for another whole entire year where we've actually built a program where these kids are coming repetitively repetitively to us uh once a week uh, once every two weeks throughout the entire summer so you really start to see the true benefit of what surf therapy is i mean some some of our athletes are non-verbal and when you get them out there in the water they're talking yeah. uh so and, and then when you when you come back onto the beach and you look at their parents and tears are coming down their eyes then then you know that there's something super special about this regardless if people understand it or not yet they will. Do you have to convince people that, hey, surf therapy is a thing that you should be doing? And, you, you know, don't be afraid of like, you know, I think of surf and I'm like, I, I couldn't even stand up on one, right? I just fall over, right? Like, do you have to convince people like, hey, it's not as bad as you think? Come on in. Uh, somewhat, yeah. I mean, let's face it. When I took my first surf lesson as a kid, I was scared too. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of kids may be nervous at first. But we have a very unique personal family type feel. A lot of people call me the surf whisperer, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and I, I'm starting to believe that uh, to an extent, only because uh, I'm able to take these kids who are terrified, some of them, um, and uh, that normal, that wouldn't have like gone out in the lesson with an average instructor. And that even happens within our camps with some of our other volunteers. Uh, we take them out and uh, next thing you know, they're just loving it. They don't want to get out and they're riding waves on by themselves, which uh, is the true beauty of this. It's really building their self-confidence. But you go beyond children too, right? I think I've seen yeah, some adults. Yeah, we do there. adults as well. Yeah. yeah, we're children and adults. And so what, what is the hardest thing? So we, we understand mother nature is not really much of a factor because just from a layman's business businessman's idea like i look at the business i'm like man that must be a challenge but i guess it's not that far off from what's happening 
you know, on the West Coast. You convince people a little bit, but once they're, once they're into surfing, that's pretty good. You solve that and you can tell the story because you tell the story really well with your visuals on like Instagram and the photography. But what's the next challenge? Is it getting these grants? Is it getting people to yes. contribute? Yes, uh, the challenge is funding. Um, we, surfboards are very expensive. Uh, we, we need a uh, work like vehicle cargo van um we need some grants for operational funds so we can really take this to the next level we'd like to spread it out on a few beaches here in the south coast um just to create a little more accessibility um so yeah funding um foundational help grants is definitely a struggle here on the south coast uh, most of the money is being drained into uh, boston so on and so forth and so how prepared were you for that when you made the leap to go nonprofit? did you just did, did you have insights into that? Did you have like a, a, a mentor or anything that brought you through? Um, I, I, I spent a little time in um, a nonprofit as an executive in development. So I did understand development game. Uh, development is fundraising. Um, but I didn't realize how tough uh, the grants would be with us um, because they just, the foundations around here, I don't think really understand what we're doing. They think it's just surfing where we're actually providing an innovative form of healthcare that addresses the physical and mental health as well as the emotional well-being of a child. And that's the story that we need to keep pushing here. Um, and as more and more athletes come through our program and the parents are telling the stories for us. We we don't really need to open our mouths much anymore. Um, but yeah, that that is the struggle is the funding. Yeah, from a marketing and, and business perspective, I guess it's hard to maybe not. And maybe you can answer this with uh, a great answer. Is I guess it's hard to visualize data or summary. Like it, it's probably difficult for you to stand in front of you know a presentation whiteboard and be like. 100 kids have increased their, you know, physical activity 37% or 300% because of these, you know, the numbers, uncovering numbers that most, what I imagine most money people are looking for. They're looking for these statistics where yours is, look, look at the parents, listen to these stories, and these people just either don't have the time or the wherewithal to digest it all. I mean, I, I guess that's a particular challenge, too. Uh, the beautiful part about it is, is that we are actually uh, one of the most researched programs in the country through the International Surf Therapy Organization, in which we do have research. Uh, we also partnered up with um, Dr. Amy Laurent and Dr. Jacqueline Fed of Autism Level Up, and they have uh, basically designed a study specifically to gnome surf that is going to to measure things like confidence, connection, trust, happiness. Um, and uh, we've been executing this study all summer, and now they got the numbers, and, and nice. they'll be getting it back to us. So I think that will play a major role in, in, in the foundational money and grant money, um, and also helping to tell the story a little bit more. So I'm excited about that. So there's a lot of, like, again, I see a lot of people through E4ALL, uh, looking at the nonprofit model, I, I know other folks who are like, I've got this great idea, and then, you know, I could be a nonprofit and do it. What's the sort of blueprint that one follows to, uh, to execute these, you know, your fundraising efforts, and specifically the grants? Let's talk about that first, the grants. So you write a grant proposal. And who do you give it to? You, you have to do a lot of research and finding the grants. That's the struggle is knowing which ones to apply for. Uh, knowing how to write grants is where, where we struggle. We don't have that 
you know, professional grant writer yet. So that's a little bit of a challenge. But um, is that is that sorry to interrupt? Is that like the the the, the typical ticket in to talking to somebody to get grant money? Like like you have to submit this well written letter before we even. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you need to, you need to have your program. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no, no grant or foundation is going to give you money without deeply vetting you. But, um, we do have a foundation that's looking into us, uh, currently and and they're pretty interested, uh, in the technology space, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's tough. It's, it's, you really have to keep telling that story. You got to build relationships. It's the long road. Yes. The long road yeah. of sales. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's a very long sales cycle, so to say. Yeah. Um, and then and you make mistakes along the way when you don't know what you're doing. So you just got to adjust and, and keep going from there. Is there like a different route of funding that you could go for? Like, could you go for your, you know, sort of typical, you know, maybe like angel investment, venture investment, or there's like crowdfunding investment that you can do now online? Like, or is that just not align with? We're we're actually going to be launching our uh, year end annual appeal, which is going to be a crowdfunding effort. Um, the beautiful part about what we do is, uh, by being a banker, I'm super frugal uh, with our money. So every dollar that gets donated to us is very well invested. We don't waste anything. Um, to the chagrin of my board members at times, where they want to spend some more money, and I'm like, no, let's hold on because. I want to make this sustainable. I don't want this to go away for kids. I want this to be around for years to come. So, yeah. Uh, what kind of efforts do does the board want to see invested that would help the the bottom line of the business? Is it just more marketing efforts, more branding efforts? Is is that what? Yeah, there's more marketing efforts, branding efforts. Uh, you know, we really need to to be able to hire a full time executive director, uh, which hopefully will be myself. You know, um, and just to create that amount of funding to be able to do that is an extremely difficult thing. Um, but we have a model that is sustainable um, and affordable, and uh, I I only see it going up from here. It's just that slow snail pace and 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 people look at us and say snail pace you blew up this year uh we did but um i have some big plans for this and uh i just can't wait to see it all is there any that you could talk about right now like one big next move you'd make we bought some land in costa rica we're looking to build a treehouse resort so we can take families from the south coast area and give them that you know experience that otherwise they wouldn't be able to afford that lifetime vacation wellness experience to really truly get them to heal together and uh so that's that's one avenue we want to we want to spread out to some beaches along the, the east coast and then just keep growing from there when one looks to knock on somebody's door right as like our second step we've talked about grant writing and and you want to get it in front of people is it you know and, and again from the layman's term, who just layman's point of view, not knowing anything about raising money in the nonprofit space, I always think of it as well. You have to kind of go through like this, this juggernaut of the the, the government and, and 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 send things up to the state house and like you know look for grants that are available up there that the state's sending money down to. But there are foundations that you can apply to. Is is everyone all of these foundations local to the South Coast or? Hey man, if if this thing is like the most researched in the nation, 
Why can't somebody in Colorado? We need to find those people. And, and that's the thing is the trick is uh, you come to find out about them and then the grant deadline passed. So then you got to wait a whole another year, right? So, um, but generally foundations are going to uh, regional, so to say. You have some national ones, um, but you really want to build the relationships with your local foundations and, and try to get some, some grant money there. Um, but it's uh, that's not the only way to get money. I mean, there's events, fundraising, appeals. Yeah. It's uh, a beast that, you know. There's a lot of money out there. It's just like in, in the sales pitch, trying to find the right customer that you can present to and say, please give me a portion. And that's of the beautiful part about us is that we offer uh, marketing back to the people that yeah. are funding us like no other nonprofit can because – Parents want to see them kid their kids on a surfboard surfing, so they allow us to share the photos and 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 show everything that their children are accomplishing and and adults. So we really do a great job marketing. So anyone who's willing to invest in us, we're telling their story. They're the ones that are facilitating this good. Uh, we're just executing. So the people who want to see this this good being done is who we need to be in front of and uh hopefully they'll they'll start to reach out to us even um but that's a little (laughs) that'd be great you know but uh it's just you know it's a grind you got to keep telling the story and uh we do have some some people who have started to come so it's it's pretty uh promising and hopefully we can just get some more so let's talk about what has been working and we've sort of already started to talk about that you know one of the things i like to get into in each episode is, you know, are you doing things with a blog? Are you doing things with Instagram? Are you doing things with YouTube? Like what's really working for the business? And I'd imagine right now for you, it's Instagram and being able to tell those stories and see those visuals. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook have been huge for us. Uh, We haven't got into blogging much, which I would like to, but there's only so much of me to go around. Um, So we need to just constantly bring on more and more people who are interested in the vision and, and want to help out. It's a lot of volunteer work, nonprofit. So it's just getting those people interested. And uh, we're really building something special. Uh, we have great synergy with a program out west called Walk on Water. And they're one of the largest in, in the world. And, and they're fully uh, funded, not fully funded, but a lot of their money comes from Paul Mitchell. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, someone local like that will see the value in us and, and really start to uh, help us move along and further along and, and being able to reach more kids and um, more and more business professionals, salespeople, bloggers, uh, marketing people want to join our team and help tell our story too. What did you find as your lesson getting into that? Because again, when I talk to a whole bunch of people, uh, that are looking to start creating content, they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, where should I put my efforts? How did you realize that Instagram was the, 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 the point that you focus on or Facebook is the point that you focus on and not get bogged down with everything else? I, I just went with it, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, was it the easiest thing for you to produce? To understand and, and comprehend. And uh, the beautiful part about it is Instagram the way I, I put it is it's like a LinkedIn for nonprofits or businesses to an extent, the creatives. Um, because if you're putting some creative out there, you start to build these connections with people all over the country and all over the world that kind of come and support your, your cause. So 
that's that's what the value I see in Instagram. Um, Facebook, you have to be on Facebook as a nonprofit, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> you just have to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's done wonders for us as well, too. Uh, do you find that a lot of customers connect with you there first and then the website, or are people finding you on the website and converting over to social after? I mean, we were virtually just on Facebook up until this year. We just built our website right so but now uh through our marketing efforts through you know we do creative marketing with our volkswagen bus and and things like that that people are starting to find us and uh reach out through us through our website too so yeah all right chris uh, anything that you want to promote or anything you want to plug at the tail end of the show yeah please if, if you're looking for a really great place to volunteer and where you feel like a family uh embraced uh, please check us out www.gnomesurf.com that's g-n-o-m-e surf.com uh, come join our team come join our family we're going to be launching our year-end annual appeal as i go out to the international surf therapy conference tomorrow um Laird hamilton will be there so i'm pretty excited about that uh, please consider a donation uh, your money does wonders uh, in helping the kids around you can go to gnomesurf.com slash donate and you can get right to the donate form. Is that correct? You can go right there and see all the information that you need to donate. Uh, Gnome Surf on Instagram too, I'd imagine, right? It's not right in front of me. Southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join that mailing list. It's the We Are Here podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, like 17 different platforms that were out there. So if you want to stay connected to the show, if this is your first time listening, don't forget to subscribe there. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us get found. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you learned a ton from today's guest. Shared a lot of value and experiences for running a business and doing entrepreneurship on the South Coast. So I hope you take a lot out of it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. This episode is brought to you by Slocum Studio. You can find Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com. If you need to get your marketing in order, landing pages, get your conversions up, build that email list, look no further than Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com.